Show him the Pacific Northwest. Here's my dad to his boyfriend and friend. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 414 now of the Ron and Don Show. And heck yeah, we are broadcasting live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, if you have insomnia and you sleep with a partner, yeah, there's a new study out that says, well, you guys may be sleeping together, but sleeping together all wrong. If you want a great night's sleep, this is what you're supposed to do. We'll talk about that. Also, a lot of people asking us right now, the interest rates going up. Is it still a good time to buy in the great specific Northwest? And is it a good time to sell? Uh, we'll talk about that because I think it's a good time to buy and sell. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Ron is back from his vacation, and he just got back from Bourbon Country. What is going on? I hear you. Oh man, I hear you had a great time. <laughs> I got to tell you this story. So I went to the Bourbon Trail. It's in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It's where all of the name, the big name dis- uh, distilleries that you know and love are sort of headquartered around. And so I, I, I've got to get to the story. I think you're going to kick out of it, but I need to do a little bit of background. So number one is I had, uh, the, the month before this trip, I had been unhappy with my weight. I gained some weight during COVID, like I think almost everyone I've ever talked to. And so I did a really strict, I was like, okay, I'm going to really button down here before this trip and try to lose some weight. So I didn't have any drinks at all, um, and I was eating really strictly, and I lost 10 pounds nice. before the trip good to job. Kentucky. Yeah, good job. <clears throat> and so when I arrived there, I had not had a drink in a month. All right. So not like nothing. So I was a little bit like, I was like, okay, I'm going to ease into this. So let me, is that unusual for you to, to Uh, during the pandemic, I would have like, I'm not a huge partier. You've known me my whole life. Yeah, you're not. But but uh, when you do, you are so fun. Yeah. (laughs) I I will have, you know, a cocktail or two or three, um, over, over the course of a week, but I'm not like a, you know, a half a bottle a night kind of guy on anything. Just never, never have been. So, uh, and then let me just introduce you to the characters real quick. We got me. Yep. Then we have my longtime, one of my best friends, Michael. Nutsack from Oaktown. He, he used to call into our radio show yeah. as Nutsack from Oaktown when we were on sports Back radio. Sports radio. Everyone had to have a nickname. <laughs> and then a guy that I'd known online, but had not met in person, Jay Riz. So we Ooh. got Jay Riz. Jay Riz, Nutsack. And me. And you. And so I. What, what about Eric? Eric wasn't there yet. Okay. So the, the story that I'm about to tell you just involves the three of us. Okay. Michael, uh, Jay Riz, and me. Are you all white guys? Uh, three white guys, three middle-aged white guys. Okay. They're they're from California. How does a white? And then I'll let you tell the story. How does a white guy get the name Jay Riz? Well, because it's a it's a shortened version of his name. Okay. So Jay Riz is uh, is on the train. Ron and the Ron and Don Nutsack from O Town. Jay Riz. Jay Riz. So Got it. Um, I fly in <laughs> and I get there. I get to the Airbnb and uh, and Michael and Jay Riz are not there. Did so you I have a cocktail him. on the plane? No. Oh, I just sa- flew in saving it. I was on uh, Southwest or I don't even know if they did cocktails, whatever. Okay. So um, I land, drop off my bag at the airport. Never been to Louisville before. Uh, lovely town, a little bit smaller. You know, you're kind of looking at the architecture, all the history, that sort of thing. 
So I text those guys and they're like, hey, we're down at this thing on, on Main Street. We're down at uh, getting some food. Come down. So by the time I get there, I take the bus, actually, because I wanted to just sort of experience a little bit of Louisville flavor. Take the bus down there. They have some wings waiting for me and a, a flight everywhere in in uh, in Louisville, because there's so many distilleries, Maker's Mark and a- Angel Envy and Jim Beam and all, all the big names are here. Right Jack in Daniels there? Jack Daniels is from Tennessee. That's a Tennessee oh, whiskey. Okay. And so there's all, everybody's got a flight. And so what a flight is just like four, three or four little samples of different offerings. What could go wrong? So I like, show up. Mixing whiskey. Yeah, exactly. So I, I show up, I eat the wings, we get the, um, I get my little sampler pack. And so off to a good start, no harm, no foul, everything's great. So uh, Michael says, hey, I've, I've, one of my favorites is a, a place called Mickner's. If you're, if you drink bourbon at all, you're familiar with Mickner's. It's a very, very good place to go. Dude, it's right down the street. Can we go to Mickner's? And I'm like, oh, like, fine, I'm on vacation. Like, I don't know what we're doing. So go down to Mickner's. You have, you have 10 pounds to gain. I got 10 pounds gotta, to gain. You got a 10 pound buffer. Exactly. <laughs> so we go to Mickner's. Um, we go upstairs and it's, it's, it's the flagship of this worldwide brand. And so it's very nice. Uh, professional, everybody, professional bartenders. Like it's not, it's not a club and it's not even a bar. It is a, you know, exclusively Mickner's uh, sort of situation. So we sit down at the bar and we're very friendly with the bartenders. We tend to, all three of us travel well, like we treat people well. You know, there was a a total Karen in the building before we got there that was like, I was told there'd be no wait. And I think you should put me in the front of the line, like doing the whole, and you're like, oh my God. So like we go out of our way to be friendly to wait staff, especially during COVID. So we're sitting there, everybody orders one round. And then the guy comes up to me and goes, hey, can you guys do me a favor? Our own, the owner of the company is doing a VIP event, and we got this new piece of gear that will print your face on top of a cocktail, and we're trying to dial it in before the VIPs get here. You mind if we practice with you guys? And so we're like, sure, whatever, whatever helps you out. Which is a backhanded way of them telling you that you're not VIP. Exactly. <laughs> so they... Uh, so I'm we drinking this on our non-VIP. Right, we're not VIP. I get it. I, I totally get it, and we weren't offended by that. Oh. So I have my, we have our regular first round, and so then he brings over a round with a it's a woman's face on top of the cocktail, but it was a little bit wonky. And he's like, "Here, try this." I'm, I almost got it dialed in. So drink delicious cocktail. So now I'm on cocktail number two. How do, how do they make it? Do they make it out of foam or something like they, they put do a the- foam? It's a it's a whiskey sour with a foam on top, and then it's it's. Uh, carrot powder so they dry, dehydrated carrot put this powder cartridge in a little printer oh cool so they put the cocktail on this little thing it goes up they take a picture off their iphone it goes into the machine oh. and then it prints it so when you get your like here's the ceo the coo all the stuff they set their cocktail down with their face on the top foam it's that's, really cool actually that's awesome so the first one's a little bit wonky and so then anyways over the course of dialing in the carrot powder, yeah. he gives us like three whiskey drinks. And so, and they're free. Yeah. So it's like the, no charges around the house. We're just trying to dial so in the have, carrot when, powder. When the drink is free, you have you to. You have to drink it. They have to. You, you have, have to, to drink it. You have and to. Plus, I'm on vacation. We're in, a, in an Uber. Like, I what am I doing? I love that. I'm so, on vacation and you, and you got the 10 pound buffer. Right. So I got, the, I got the flight. And then I have, I think, either three, around three ish cocktails at Mickner's. 
So now my body clock is all, uh, I'm on West Coast time. We're on the East Coast time zone. So it's getting late, but it's dinner time for me. Yeah. And so even though it's like 10 or 11 p.m. there, for me, I haven't had dinner yet. So I'm Not like, hey, guys, you want to go to dinner? And they're like, sure. So we, pull, we, uh, we go back to the Airbnb, drop off our stuff, whatever we'd had. So we go around the corner to this place and it's closed. They're like, hey, guys, we just closed up the kitchen. It's a it's a Thursday night. Like, yeah. we're, we're on open late. It's Louisville. What are you so doing? I open up my place, and I was like, hey, there's this place called Ascend. It's right down the street. They go, great. We walk down to Ascend. So Michael and Jay Riz pick up on the fact that the neighborhood, the, the, the neighborhood is sort of transitioning a little bit. We're no longer uh, in the neighborhood we were in. We're sort of emerging into another neighborhood. And so I go up there, and it turns out that Ascend – is basically an all African American hip hop club. Awesome! And so you're I, a hip hop guy. I go up to the you, to you, the door guy, you and I love hip hop. I'm not drunk, but like I've got a full on five star buzz. Oh, going. when you say you're not drunk, that's I'm probably usually, drunk. That's usually when you're drunk, right? So <laughs> I asked the door guys, like, "Hey, you guys, is your kitchen still open?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "What? What sort of the menu?" He's like, "Oh, we got catfish," and I'm like, "Oh my god, is it like southern?" Like the shave style, Louisiana style catfish. Oh, yeah. Which is actually really. So, anyways, we're going back and forth, and I'm like, I'm in. So I go in. Meanwhile, Jay Riz and Michael are kind of like, dude, I don't know if this is our spot oh. at 11 o'clock on a Thursday. Like, we don't know this neighborhood. Uh, I don't know if this is our the place. It's but, 11 o'clock at night, that, their time. Their time. And you're you're going to sit down, not drunk, drunk, and have some catfish. Correct. I'm hungry. I haven't yeah. had dinner yet. And yeah. the other place was closed. And you love catfish. So I go in, and they, kind of, they come in after me. Huh. I order another round, and I order some food. We get the catfish nuggets. We get the whatever it is I got. And so we're waiting there. And some. so I this part is a little fuzzy for me. But Jay Riz and Michael said the bouncers next to me. And for some reason, there's this certain kind of hip hop playing really loudly. There's a DJ. And so I say something to the effect to the bouncer guy. I'm like, Hey, you know, is this E 40? And so he loses his mind that I, a, that I'm a middle-aged white guy. And I even know who E 40 is. (laughs) So he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> he like runs down to the other end of the bar, grabs the owner of the club. Yeah. Owner of the club comes over to me. And so um evidently, and I don't have a full crystal clear memory of this. You're point, on vacation. But uh Jay Riz and Michael said, all of a sudden, we got the bouncer, the two owners of the club, and like their concierge woman that's bringing us like cigars and bookers. Wow. And Booker, bookers? Yeah. That's like 180 proof. I know. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, Jay Riz is like, dude, you turned in. He goes, you weren't Rain Man. You were like Ron Man on hip hop. <laughs> he's like, how do you know so much about hip hop? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, he's like, you're talking Atlanta hip hop and Miami bass and like Houston screw music, which is a different type. Like, it's not what you think. Yeah. And New York. So he's like, you're going off. And these guys who are, are sober at the club, like, they're loving it. They're like, loving it. We're, like, going back and forth about, you know, these kind of obscure, relatively obscure for a middle-aged white guy hip-hop act. Are you about to have a dance-off? No, so I'm just, like, we're going back and forth. And so the guy brings us over. He has his own brand of cigars. Of course. So he's going to bring over the Ascend cigars. Perfect. Brings over the bookers. So now, after the I've had the, the uh, catfish nuggets, 
and uh, Booker's and yeah. the cocktail I had, I turned to Michael and I was like, I think I need a minute. And so head on the table, I'm like, it's it everything just hit me at once. About midnight. I need a minute. All you know, all African American hip hop club. We're yeah. the only three white guys in there. We uh and You're home you're home. It's starting to, you know, the club is starting to heat up now. Like yeah. it's now around eleven o'clock midnight is when the, everyone's getting their hip hop on. Yeah. And so Michael's like, I'm calling an Uber and let's get you home. I'm like, I, I need a minute. Uh, so the Uber guy finally gets there, maybe not 10 minutes later or whatever. And he likes hip hop too. Well, so Michael gets me up and I swear it's like you see in the movies where it's like, I got, I need to make it out the door. Yeah. Everything's kind of, you know, all this stuff. People are like laughing, that distorted sort of character, oh, character laugh. Whiskey when it all hits at one time. Uh, so tough. make it out. Yeah. Um, and so the driver sees that I'm in a in a way. Yeah. And he also sees that our Airbnb is maybe a mile and a quarter away, like it's relatively close. Is he concerned about you throwing up in the car? And so he does the calculus of either A, if I go really fast, I can get these guys out of my my Uber quickly, or I can go slow and the slower I go, the more likelihood of of something bad happening out. He chooses option A. Okay. He's like, I'm going to get from, from Ascend yep. to the Airbnb as quickly as possible. So, boom, he's going, taking turns, and then it Good call. just hits me. I'm oh, like, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, I roll down, the, uh, roll down the window. I think the last time... <laughs> The last time I threw up alcohol-induced... <laughs> was you and I in Oakland. <laughs> it might have been 15, oh, 18 years ago. Wow. Like, I just... That is not my move. And so I just... Out the, out the window. was yep. not in the car. It was presence of mind. I'm not going to do it in the car. Out the car. There go the chicken wings. None of the catfish and the whole, the nuggets, the whole deal. You got a real... You got a real whiskey blend going right now. <laughs> I do have a whiskey blend. Yeah. So we get to the Airbnb... Michael comes out and cleans the car. Yeah. My Michael and Jay Riz clean the car for me. We're like great friends. Did like, you throw up in the car? No, just on the outside. There's some on the outside yeah, of the door. Some chunks just hanging on the yeah, door. Yeah, so they clean the chunks off, clean the whole thing off, <laughs> pay the guy, tip him. Uh the next morning, so uh, the next morning I I'm still on the couch. Yeah. Like I couldn't make it upstairs to my room. Like I'm on the couch. Uh, actually felt better when you once you get it out of your system and you throw up. It actually makes you feel better. Yeah. And um, so Michael comes down just laughing. A, he made fun of me the whole trip for throwing up. Yeah. And then B, he screenshots this thing and sent it to me. The Uber guys charge $150 extra. Yeah, they should. So our $8, but he, we cleaned it and it was outside the car. Uh-huh. So uh, night number one, um, I had to pay up $158. <laughs> For my trip to the Ascend uh, Catfish Nugget Hip Hop Night. After that, though, the trip was beautiful. We will see you on the other side. Awesome. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to summer. That's right. Les Schwab wants to wish everyone a happy summer. But boy, a summer can sure be going, well, unhappy when you're not ready to hit the road and the road fights pack. Yeah. Don't forget, at Les Schwab right now, they have an amazing summer sale that's happening. And before you head out, you want to make sure that you're ready to go because maybe you don't need new tires. Maybe you just need proper inflation. And don't forget, what about that spare tire? 
Have you checked the inflation rate on that? Because what happens if you do get a flat? You have to change that tire down the I-90 corridor, and then you pull out the spare, and you find out that's flat too. Stop by Les Schwab. They're going to make sure all your tires are filled with air, the proper PSI. That includes the spare, you guys. Hey, and if you don't need new tires, I'll send you on your way. If you do need new tires, they've got great options for all your vehicles, and especially when it comes to, well, a lot of us are thinking about inflation right now, and we're concerned about our budget, and Les Schwab can meet your budget demands. So don't forget, Les Schwab, they get that free pre-trip safety check before you hit the road. Schedule yours online. Just go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab tires were well, they've been doing the right thing. Let's say it together since 1952. Laura Miller's one of the leading commercial real estate brokers around the sound. You see her name everywhere. But when she needed to sell her own home in West Seattle, she turned to Ron and Don. Don came with Ron. He was incredibly well prepared. They were just really impressive. And the things that they outlined that they were, were going to provide their services were it just made it easy. It was a laydown. As someone who regularly handles multi-million dollar deals, Laura has high standards and expectations, and she says the guys exceeded them. I like to have a fair amount of communication as to what's going on in the market, what are you doing today, <laughs> to um, you know move the sale forward. And they were collaborative. They came forward with some really great ideas, even little details like, could you water the plant while you're there? They're like, uh, of course. And they would show me them watering the plant. <laughs> In no time, they got a deal done. Laura got even more than she hoped for. And she says she couldn't be more impressed with their service, attention to detail and results. They do have a way of making you feel like they're your only client. <laughs> I can't wait to do another deal with them. It was great. It was awesome. You did really well. They're awesome. They are just people you want to hang out with. (laughs) And if you're ready to get more for your door and work with some pretty awesome guys as well, it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down at ronanddon.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. That was kind of awesome. Anyway, hey, don't forget, if you need us, uh, you can reach out. You just heard from one of our great clients. If you want a buyer's playbook or a seller's playbook, or you want to do a Ron and Don sit down, just reach out to Ron directly. Yeah, Ron at ronanddon.com, or you can schedule something at ronanddonsitdown.com. And the market is changing. We have a strategy. Let's talk and uh, figure things out for you. Yeah, sounds good. Anyway, hey, I don't know about you. Uh, For the most part, I sleep alone. And I really enjoy sleeping alone. And when I was on Terrestrial Radio... I used to do ads for this bed company and they said, Hey, come on in and get a bed. So I went in to get a bed and I walked out with the most amazing bed that I've ever had in my life. And I hope to have this bed for the rest of my life. In fact, getting it into the room, I got it. I don't think you could get it out now because I had to hoist it up. Uh, up to a balcony and pull it in. It's, it's, it's a very... You have a very nice bed. Yeah, it's a very, very big bed. Anyway, I love, love, love this bed. And I, and I think if you bought this bed, I think it's about a $15,000 bed. And I feel 
I didn't pay fifteen thousand dollars for it. I was doing commercials, so there, so there was some trade involved there as well as well as getting paid. So, so anyway, left my, side of the bed, right side of the bed, diagonal. Anyone, anyone that comes over to my house and lays in the bed wants to sleep in that bed. So, for instance, my mom is coming for the Fourth of July, and she asked about the bed because I made the mistake of letting her take a nap in my bed one day, and the next thing you know, she overtook my room and she's sleeping in the bed. My son loves the bed and he loves to sleep in the bed with Charlie. And this happened during the pandemic. And usually I, I, I know all the rules about kids sleeping with parents and all that. And kids have to grow up and have a sense of self and a sense of their own place in the world, the room and all that. But, but the pandemic changed everything. So whenever my son, and, and we're still in a pandemic, you guys, whenever he feels alone, and it's not about feeling afraid, because if he feels afraid, I don't want him to come sleep in the bed because he feels afraid. Uh, so we, we deal with that a different way because you have to be able to deal with fear. Uh, and so we have to overcome that and face that. But sometimes he just feels alone or he feels lonely. And it's just he and I and, and Charlie that live here at the house. And so a couple times a week, he will come in and, and ask to lay down next to me and sleep, uh, which is fine. The hard part is, though, is he has gotten older. He's like an acrobat when he's sleeping in bed. I'm talking about both of you guys run really hot. Yeah, we both run hot. It's so got to be 1,000 degrees in that bed. We have two fans that we turn on both sides of the bed that we turn on us, and then we both like sleeping with not, you know, we don't sleep with the sheets until you need the sheets, and you don't sleep with the comfort until you need the comfort. So so anyway, uh, it, it it's... The, the, the issue has become every once in a while, I'll wake up to a kick in my down there. Uh-huh. And, the, uh, and it's uh, is that restless leg syndrome? It's one of those things where you're not going back to sleep. You're just not. It's a square kick to the. Uh, and if that th- what happens, he doing it, kicking down there. What's that? He's having soccer dreams? He's restless leg syndrome? What's you know what? On? He sings, he hums. In his sleep? And he kicks. Yeah. Sings, hums, and kicks. He's in marching band. I love that. You know, and I've recorded some of the humming and singing. I'll have to play it for you sometime. I play it for him, and he thinks it's a riot. The kicking, though. The kicking. So so anyway, uh, we have put up a pillow barrier now, but still sometimes. Makes it through the barrier. The kick can come right through the pillow barrier. And then the hard thing is when he rolls over, even when you're in a in a big bed, even though it's deadened, the fact that you're sharing the same covers uh, wake me up every time. And I'm a pretty light sleeper. If you wake me up and I'm in the middle of REM sleep, then I'm just kind of up after that. Are you that Are you that way too, or can you I go can right back sl- to sleep? I can't go right back to sleep, but I can go back to yeah. sleep. So, so anyway, I read something that uh, they've done some research in Scandinavia, of all places, and they say that if you're going to sleep with a partner – uh, and I noticed this with my grandparents as they got older. You would walk in their room, and on both sides of the bed, there were two glasses, and in their glasses were their floating teeth. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and then they would sit there, they would read a book together, and then as soon as my grandfather fell asleep, he would start snoring, and my grandmother would get up and go to my mom's old bedroom, and that's where my grandmother would sleep. And they had his and her bedroom, and that, that's just kind of how they did it. They say you don't have to do that anymore because for the snoring, you, you're supposed to put earplugs in. But they also say you should be sleeping with two different duvets or you should be sleeping with two different blankets. In other words, even though you're in the same bed, sleep with different blankets. And then that way, when that person rolls over and they t- typically kind of uh, uh, grab those covers and they wake you up, 
you shouldn't have an issue or a problem with that. So, so what do you think of that? What do you, what do you it's think? It's actually a genius idea. I, I'm surprised that I never thought of it before, but it, because especially if you're, Partner is a burrito. Like they like to burrito themselves up and everything. What's a bur- what's a burrito? They roll into the blankets and they just make a little burrito. I've never dated a burrito. Oh, they're the worst. Really? So yeah, they like you start off with the blankets as they should be. Okay. And then at two in the morning, you have no blankets and you look over and they've burrito themselves <laughs> into a full blown burrito and you're like, what do I do now? So oh, wow. having the dual sets, yeah. uh, I think is a genius idea. They did say the other thing in this article that was interesting is that sleeping with someone, once you're acclimated to it, they say it has long-term health benefits that you could, that you could actually sleep better. No, just the quality of life benefits. So oh. like knowing that you're, I think the messaging basically is that if you're with a partner where you feel comfortable enough to, you know, sleep with them and you're in a, a, a serious committed relationship, the act of that's comforting to you. Wait, on that's like pretty judgmental. Level. You have to be in a serious committed relationship in order to sleep next to someone like a burrito for it to have the health benefits. <laughs> it has to be serious and committed. I'm making that up, but it seems logical to me. Seems judgmental. Seems a little churchy. Well, maybe you just <laughs> sleep next to anybody. <laughs> anyway, I want you to know I tried this. I was very excited about this. My son comes in the room. It's his last week of school. Uh, so we're celebrating. He said, hey, Daddy, can I come in here? And he gets all set up, and he turns his fan on, and he pulls his books out, and Charlie jumps on the bed. And so uh, I get my I get my separate blanket, and he gets a separate blanket, and we are sleeping away. I'm sleeping like a mofo. Like, I'm I'm... I'm taking it down. I mean, it, it is going, and, and, and I woke up a couple times and I'm thanking, I'm thanking the, the people, Swedes. I'm thanking the people of Scandinavia yeah. for, for this great research. And then, I, and then it happens about four 31 uh, in the morning, boom, right in the balls. <laughs> we will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, we want to thank everybody in the Ron and Don Nation that has been switching to Mitch and Mitch.loans. Mitch, I got to ask you, here comes 2022. A lot of people are thinking money's going to be way too expensive. I'm not even going to be able to afford a home. What are you hearing about money, finances, stock market, interest rates as we start looking at 2022? What does it look like? That's a great question. And everyone's saying rates will rise. But when we, we have to keep in mind that rates rising is totally a perspective thing, right? Because rates have been, yes, two and a half, three percent recently. But when we were young <laughs> or when our parents bought houses, rates were 12, 15 percent. So still compared to that, rates are good. And we see rates going up, but rates will stay manageable and money's still cheap, guys. All right. He's Mitch Weeks. He's the official mortgage guy of the Ron and Don Nation. Go to Mitch.loans right now. Tell him you're with Ron and Don and you save half a percent on your new loan. Mitch.loans, NMLS 1691573. All right, you guys. Welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. I just wanted to share a story with you that is a great uh, success story. When it comes to real estate, a number of years ago, I had someone stay in my basement. In the basement uh, I built here at my house, I actually lived in the basement while I was building this house upstairs where we're broadcasting from right now. This is where the uh, Les Schwab studios are. So, anyway, I rent that out now as an ADU on 30 day rentals, and I built a cottage in the backyard. I do the same thing. And a lot of people that come here are in the tech 
business and they'll stay for more than 30. They'll stay 60, 90. Sometimes the, the young man that's down there now works for Amazon. He'll be down there four or five months. The gentleman before him, I think was down there four or five months. So anyway, a, a young man by the name of Nick came and stayed here and he's in the tech business and he invited his friend Ollie over, Ollie and Emmy who live over in the UK and they were transferring here to Seattle. And so Nick showed him my ADU. He showed him the house I built, the cottage I'm building in the backyard, and just the love that I have of real estate. And so he ended up introducing me to Ali and Emmy. Ron and I met Ali and Emmy. They moved here. We ended up finding a home on 10th Avenue West on Queen Anne. They have a baby on the way. They're in their 30s. We end up purchasing this home. And I said, you know what's really cool about this home is we could take this home and legally turn it into a triplex. And you guys could live in one door and those other two doors we could make into Airbnbs. And they said, you know what? Let's go for it. Because Emmy is this great architect and Ali can't build anything. But he said, you know what? I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. So he went out. He bought a chop saw. He bought some goggles. He bought a helmet. I went over there on the first day of demo. And uh, I got to actually stick the first hole in, in the wall of one of the apartments downstairs. Well, let's fast forward to today. Baby James is in the world, you guys. And Ollie and Emmy have gone to work on fixing up this old house. So much so that I think they've probably spent 300 grand on this house, but they've invested a lot of their own time and energy. And Ollie has really learned to build things. He sends me pictures all the time. I'm amazed at it. Some of these things he builds, she actually, I believe, creates. Again, she's the architect. And so he'll, he'll build these things. He just goes online. He's taught himself through YouTube. It's a beautiful thing. And now, and now, and some of the projects where he said, hey, I'm in over my head, he would pick up the phone, call one of my crews, like Zach, for instance, would go over there. And he's been working on that place. Anyway, the, 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 the house is done. The Airbnbs are done. They are for rent. They just moved the appliances in. And so far, it is blowing his mind that people are coming from all over the world to stay at his Airbnb. And the cool thing is he and his wife, Emmy and James, are getting ready to go to the UK for a number of months. And I said, you know what the cool thing is? Not only do you have those two doors that you can rent out, but you can actually rent out the third door of your home if you wanted to, if you're going to be over in the UK and you're going to split time. The beautiful thing about what they're doing with renting out even the two doors is he said not only does it cover his mortgage payment, but then it cash flows, not hundreds, but thousands of dollars each and every month. He called me yesterday and he said, you know what? He goes, I'm ready to do it again. What is next? I love, love, love that story. And of course, Ollie then Introduce us to another Ollie from the UK, Ollie and Serena. And Ron, you're able to find a, a beautiful home for them. I love these stories. When people especially are young, these guys are in their 30s, babies on the way. And what they are doing by creating this, this very special place in Seattle is they will always have a place to return to where baby James was born. So oftentimes, you guys, when, it, when, we, get, when we get transferred somewhere, you have to sell the house, and then you have to buy a house in another market. Because of vacation rentals and the ability to rent those doors out, it allows you the, the, the opportunity to buy and hold a piece of real estate. That is how you build wealth, not just by cash flow, 
Cash flow doesn't really build wealth. What builds wealth is when you can hold a piece of real estate over time. I'll give you an example. Next door, my friend Adam lives next door. He works in the tech business. He worked for Bill and Melinda Gates. And he was getting ready to sell his home. And again, I, I am the worst real estate agent in the world. He goes, Don, this is a number of years ago. Uh, I am heading back to South Africa with my wife. We're having another child. We're going to be there for a number of years. I'm going to work for Bill and Melinda Gates from South Africa. Isn't that cool? That is cool. And then he said, uh, what do you think I'd sell my house for? And at that time, we could sell his house for $1.1 million. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we call someone that I know that could come in and manage that house? Let's not put it up for sale. Let's hang on to that house. Let's buy and hold that house. That's exactly what he did. And as a result of that, that house next door that Adam owns, and this is just a number of years later, this house is now worth, and they've done nothing to it, but take care of it. It cash flows because they have great renters in there. In fact, uh, Rocky and his wife just moved up from Arizona. Uh, She's a doctor. He's an e-bike guy. So they're living next door now. It's cash flowing. And then for Adam and his wife, this house that was worth $1.1 million because they're able to hang on to it is now worth $2 million. There are some stories right there, you guys, of the importance of buying and holding real estate and not just buying and selling real estate. Yeah, it's very wise. And it's it's something that you need to be strategic about. There's there's a lot of wrinkles to that story and technicalities that you need to navigate in order to make that happen. But if you have that mindset of buying and holding uh, and, and knowing how to utilize it, knowing how to use it and what your exit strategies are, that's that's what we do. That's what uh, juices us up. And we, we really enjoy that. So reach out to me, Ron, at ronanddon.com, or you can go right to the website, ronanddonsitdown.com. And let's strategize because it people i think don't really know how to think about the risk they don't need to really know how to think about the reward and uh you have real world experience in this i think i just burped did you hear that you did nice job out sorry of you. about that nice job out of you <laughs> that darn lacroix you guys the transaction never ends when the transaction transaction ends uh I've been over to Ollie and Emmys a bunch of times, not a bunch of times, a number of times to see them hold that baby and uh, congratulate them on all their hard work and getting their Airbnbs going. So, and we could do that for you. If you want to reach out to me, do it. Don at ronanddon.com. We will see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don show. This is episode 414. If you want to do something for us, yeah, just make sure you tell your friends about it because a lot of people are still looking for the Ron and Don show. And if you or a friend or a family member are looking to do a sit down with us, it's easy, Ron. It's virtual, right? Yeah, we can set it up. It's a Zoom call. Ron at ronanddon.com or ronanddonsitdown.com. Yeah, don't forget, we get more for your door. Ronanddonsitdown.com. And we're looking for a few more advertisers for this podcast that has over a million four hundred thousand listens. Our listeners will change your business. Reach out to me directly, Don at ronanddon.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Episode 415 will be here, well, before you know it, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network.